Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to Jaybird Watching. Uh, we're pretty much all back. Three of the four people are here for what the first time in almost a month, um, so it's nice to get the gang back together as always. As we currently sit, Adam and Craig, who are joining me tonight as my co-hosts, we are two days away from the beginning of September, and the Blue Jays sit at sixty-nine and fifty-eight with a two-game lead over the Baltimore Orioles for the final playoff spot. Blue Jays find themselves half a game back of wild card number two and a game back of wild card number one, which would guarantee them playoff or home playoff games in the wild card round. As we dive into it tonight, we'll go through the Red Sox series, which saw a whole bunch of highs. And my goodness, is it ever fun to beat up on the Boston Red Sox, Adam, especially as somebody who is now commuting into Boston. I'm sure that was nice. (laughs) And then we'll also talk about the lows that were the Angels series and how they kind of came out of nowhere, Um, caught the Blue Jays flat-footed, and swept the Blue Jays. And, of course, we'll talk about last night's game, which had me turn it off. Uh, and <laughs> luckily they came back uh, and won the game. But uh, before we dive into that, Adam, Craig, how are you guys doing? It's been a while. Oh, doing well, man. Uh, I, last week, Craig and I had an interesting conversation. And uh, I just want to put it out there that it seems like a lot of people thought that I wasn't in on this team. So I'll let you know. Uh but they did exactly what you said was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about them losing the Angel series, and they did. Uh, that being said, uh, the, these are the things I worry about. Do I think that they can bounce back? Of course, I, I, I think that. I hope that. And they are in a playoff spot as we currently stand, Brendan, as you said. But I'd be lying if I said I was optimistic, despite sweeping Boston and despite beating the Cubs last night. But uh, mm-hmm. that's how I'm doing. Greg, how are you? Oh, I'm having a wonderful time. I actually stayed up and watched the game last night, and it was finally rewarding after all the pummelings we took over the last few days and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it was it's inter- interesting where we're at right now is about the best thing I can say. Mm. I think the uh, title of Roller Coaster Ride from Hell is going pretty good for this name of this episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that is probably quite accurate. So, look, uh, it's been a while since I've been on the show. Um, I'll be perfectly transparent. I think the last time we recorded with me on it was either the 9th or the 2nd uh, of August, so about a month ago. And as I told Craig before the um, before we started recording and before you hopped on, Adam, 
after the Blue Jays coughed up, I think it was the Tuesday game against the Orioles when they were losing, got the lead back, and then proceeded to cough it up again. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not watching Wednesday. It ended up getting rained out. And then because it was my wife's 30th birthday, I didn't really pay much attention to the Guardians series where they lost two out of three in that one and struggled to score runs. And then that led into a work retreat for me. So that was pretty much out of commission. So basically two weeks off of Blue Jays baseball. But of course, uh, whether it's through our Jaybird watching podcast uh, group that we have or just checking Twitter, um, as I would always do if I can't watch a game and checking in on the score. Uh, I want to ask you guys this because you've obviously been a little bit closer than I have the last month or maybe more so two weeks um, since I've barely been watching. Um, is there a more, and Craig, we can start with you on this one and then Adam, turn it over to you because I think I saw some of what you were saying last week, but Craig, is there a more frustrating team in baseball to watch right now than the Toronto Blue Jays? And I mean, you can eliminate I know the Angels just came here and swept, but they're out of it. I was just going to say that. Yeah, the Cubs are out of it. The the Pirates, who the Blue Jays play this weekend, are out of it. So there's no real point in getting frustrated. I mean, maybe the Chicago White Sox, considering the expectations and how similar they are to the Blue Jays, but at least the Blue Jays are in a playoff spot. But it doesn't feel like that so men, so often. It does not feel like this team is pretty decently, I wouldn't say comfortable, but nicely in a playoff spot right now as is there a more frustrating team in baseball to watch than this team because of the violent swings they go through where they're world beaters and then they can't hit a thing yeah it's kind of um it's a night and day thing like you were hitting on there and it's amazing to me that with the amount of talent that's on this team that they haven't found a way to put it all together for an extended amount of time and they've even been saying that in the interviews and whatnot over the last few weeks they have the urgency they get all that but the they know the problem. It's they can't find a way to coalesce and get all this stuff down together. You know, it's just kind of how it nuts. Um, and as fans, it is completely maddening because you see them look like they're going to team that's going to completely take it to the Yankees, destroy the Red Sox for a whole sweep, lose their games straight to the freaking Angels, and then barely hold on against the Cubs last night. And it's just maddening is the proper word, I think. But to that point, I just something's got to give and it's just wondering if this is finally the calm before the storm we know this team can play better i don't think this is the ceiling at all i think this is still the bottom but how do they finally just take this thing they have it run with it i don't know what's going to be that tipping point right now but they're running out of damn time and to yeah. your point safe fish is about the best way i can category it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Adam, so what, last week, from what I think I saw, you said in the group chat that uh, don't believe in what they just did to the Yankees um, and the tail end of the Orioles series. Uh, do you feel a little uh, vindicated based on the sweep against uh, the Angels this past weekend? Or how are you feeling considering they did end up sweeping the Red Sox? I don't think sweeping the Red Sox is any grand feat. Um, I, my opinion, just like you said about, you know, you were going to ask, or you, rather you did ask if there's any more frustrating team right now, and I was going to say Anaheim, because they look <laughs> they like they have... <laughs> right. They look like they have all the talent in the world, and on paper they do. Uh, they probably have the two best players in baseball over the past, I don't know, at least over the past five years, at the very least. Yeah. Um, and they're not winning ballgames in a playoff position. You know, that being said, 
Um, I think that if you can sweep the Boston Red Sox, you should be taking at least one out of the Angels. Um, and I know that game with Manoa and Otani was it was close. It was it was a very fun to watch, but at the same time, you got to capitalize on these games. And you know, I, I guess what when I when I sort of dig into the Jays about my frustrations and whatnot, it's not so much regular season frustrations. Like I I believe they can get there, but performances like this give me no sense of. Uh, optimism for how they're going to perform in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, if you well, can't you don't capitalize, think they're going to have to rely on Danny Jansen for a four RBI night <laughs> for a home night. run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would hope not. You know, and if you can't capitalize, especially with where you are in the wild card, like if I'm not mistaken, the Orioles are what two behind right two. now. That's yeah. nothing. That's not. And you faced not. them like I think it's like ten more times. Yeah. You faced yeah. Baltimore. Um. That is nothing. So you got to take advantage of these matchups. Like I know they, they beat the Cubs, but like you still have to, you still have to capitalize tonight. Again, so we're recording this on Tuesday night. You have to win these games. You have to. Yes. And if you don't, I'm sorry, dude. You're shooting yourself in the foot. I can't blame injuries. On this, yeah. I can't. No. Not when all so, the other teams in the American League East are having that same problem. Look at the Yankees; exactly. their bullpen's mm-hmm. decimated. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Frankie Montas has been terrible since they've acquired yep. it. It's almost like uh, I think a couple of us predicted that when uh, when uh, the trade deadline was coming around. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. a few people that were floating that idea around too. That he's actually in decline already, and his stats yeah. actually reflect that. Oh yeah. So, but no, throw a brick brick of uh, prospects Yankees fans to uh, that fire if you want. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the last time I was on, uh, and we were looking ahead at the schedule, the soft part. Uh, started with that Red Sox series, and it got off to such a promising beginning by sweeping them. And then, obviously, it came back down to reality really, really quickly and in panic mode again by getting swept to the Angels. They're still in this soft part of the schedule where you are playing the Cubs tonight after beating them last night. So with Kevin Gosman on the mound against former Blue Jay Marcus Stroman, and we'll talk about him in a little bit, um, you need to beat him, especially because Marcus Stroman has been pitching like I want to say the 2016 and 2018 version where he got hit around quite a bit. It has not been a good year for him. And then this weekend, you go to lowly Pittsburgh. And then, Adam, as you mentioned, the first of, uh, let's see, there's uh, seven, yeah, ten games left against Baltimore. You have two against them, a doubleheader on Labor Day, and then three against the Texas Rangers before it really tightens up between now and speaking of games you damn well better win i know (laughs) so look there's still a lot of time to salvage the angel series but realistically when you look ahead to make up what you just gave up against the angels sweep Mm -hmm. the cubs you absolutely have to and then you have to go out there and at least take two or three against the pirates and then maybe we can put the angel sweep behind us a little bit before going into baltimore but you can't do that with this team because what again they are so hot and cold. I've never seen a team that can look so good like they did against the Yankees and the Red Sox and then look as bad as they did against the Angels where they were lucky to score three runs. So when you start looking ahead and you see that Baltimore is only two games behind and the fact that you're at Baltimore seven times of those ten games that you still play them, including the last three games of the regular season, which could be absolutely terrifying. At Camden Yards, where you know mm-hmm. if Baltimore's within striking distance, they're selling that place out with like yeah. easily, easily. So, Adam, how concerned currently are you that 
you know what? You might be able to tread water and get through this stretch okay. But once you start getting into Baltimore and Tampa and the Yankees again and the Phillies and, yeah, some really tough teams, is Baltimore going to keep this gap as close as they have uh, so far? I have no reason to think that they won't. And how fucking wild is that? <laughs> the Orioles that are the thorn in our side right now. I know, I know. Um, it oh is. Oh, my God. I could not have called that in the beginning of the season. I think no. we all wrote off the Orioles and they become a <laughs> legitimate point, threat. To that point, I think you need freaking Doc Brown's freaking time machine to know and yeah. go back and put some money on the O's instead of the Cubbies. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, when it comes to the Orioles, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know we've ragged on them, but they're an exciting up-and-coming team. They're they going to be pretty good. Um, yes. And they already are pretty good, right? It, this is, you know, it's probably if we had a full season in 2020, this is probably what the Blue Jays would have looked like in 2020, yeah. Um, yeah. much yeah. like where the Orioles are right now. So if the trajectory stays the same in a year or two, look out for the Orioles. But I digress. Um, yeah, they have to capitalize on these games, right? So we have 10 total games um, against Baltimore. And like you said, those last three are in Baltimore. Uh, let's not forget those games are in early October and, you know, for about wait, one, two, three, four, five, six games prior to that three against the Yankees, three against the Red Sox, the Blue Jays have the luxury of being in the dome where it could be closed. Right. Those last three games might be pretty cold in Camden yards outside. Like I know October baseball is a thing, but I don't remember seeing that. I mean, you know, given the, the CBA agreement and whatnot, but, and the lockout, but Pushing back the season into early October to end it, that might not be beneficial to the hey. Blue Jays. It might not be beneficial to Baltimore either. But yep. I, it's just to that you point, never it's know what to play those games in Maryland than in New York or Boston because <laughs> it'll be fucking Fair. even colder in those Fair. two places. Fair. Right, right. So we'll yeah, let the so... Yankees and Red Sox pummel each other in those cold places. Yeah, right. Great. And even even before those uh, seven games I referenced. They still have four against the Rays before that. So oh, the, yeah. 11 of their last 14 are in a dome. Actually, so you right. got to capitalize on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just looking at what you're saying now. Yes, uh, 11 of those last games are in a dome. Um, That's but they still have that five-game series against the Rays in the middle of September. You know that I know it's in Toronto, and they tend to fare a little bit better against them, but... It's going to be close down to the wire, honestly. The fact that this was supposed to be the time where you start to pull away a little bit and start to <clears> solidify <throat> and cement it to cruise, I don't think they'll be in cruise mode. But, Craig, I know that, like we're looking at this, obviously, from a Blue Jays angle. And then you go look at the standings and say, hey, it's one hot streak, and they went back into wild card one. If you're the Rays or the Mariners, Mariners are only two and a half up on Baltimore, so they could easily fall out of it, too. And the Rays, three back, and I don't know how many times Baltimore plays Tampa, but Tampa still has the same kind of problem the Blue Jays have, I would assume, where Baltimore could get in ground on them, too, and get in uh, ahead of the Rays. So it's anybody's <laughs> wild card. And don't forget, too, I mean, I'm just looking at it now. Minnesota and Cleveland, one of them are going to take the division, and one of them falls out, but they could fall out into a wild card spot and boot out right. Toronto or Seattle. And right now, the Twins have been looking rough. They have. They have. So, the twins have really that's the only saving grace. Exactly. But that so, still might be only a blip. Where, Craig, is your level of panic considering that? Look, let's be honest. There's still 10 games against the Orioles. 
they could make up that two games in a heartbeat and even start to pull away a little bit. But they can also make that up with the Rays or the Mariners as well because everybody's still so bunched up. So where's your level of concern at as we are two days away from September? <clears throat> My level of panic is starting to feel like I need to drink more like John Gibbons is on his Twitter <laughs> account already. <laughs> so, um, But to that point, I um, – this is starting to feel already too much like the last season, right before yeah. we were talking, before we went on that crazy terror to end the season to get close, where the destiny was in their hands and they actually took it to it and did everything they needed to do. The problem was last year, the teams around them didn't let them do it. Mm-hmm. So the catch on that whole thing is as a Blue Jays historian and one of the older ones in this group, I remember those late 90s teams as a kid, and this is starting to feel a little bit too much like those series. See, seasons where we just missed it watching kansas city make it to the dance watching tigers make it to the dance in those years um it's just like you said we were talking about it's freaking maddening and i really don't know what to say about it other than the fact that i'm very concerned that they have a clear window to the playoffs at the moment and they need to start winning some ball games yeah no without a doubt well, yeah, it's going to be uh, definitely stressful, especially when they get into that series against the Orioles uh, on starting on Labor Day Monday. Uh, two How many then. beers? Uh, a lot, <laughs> uh, for sure. Luckily, I'm taking a sober September, uh, but that might have to be broken early, uh, depending on how it's yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's going to be crazy. But let's take a step back. Obviously, this team, we know that they can hit uh, and whatnot, and we know they can pitch a little bit. The bullpen has actually gotten much better over the last little while. It really has. Uh, Trevor Richards starting is a guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> who has started to turn it around and others in the bullpen. But outside of Kevin Gosman and Alec Manoa, who are for sure your game one and two starters, I know we've touched on this a little bit. I want to specifically focus on a debate somebody was asking and having on Twitter the other day. Somebody said, do you start Ross Stripling in a third game? And on performance alone this season, the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, but will they, considering they just gave Barrios a seven-year contract extension? And that definitely played into his opening day start as well, for giving him that, to parade him out there. Um, Stripling has been great, but where I'm going with this is, considering how valuable he's been to the Blue Jays this year, and really the unsung hero uh, after Hunjin Ryu went down, Craig, he's a free agent at the end of the year. And I don't want to look into off-season things quite yet, but it's worthy having this conversation because we're getting close to the end of the season and it might not end up being further than October the 6th or whatever that Wednesday is against Baltimore. Um, Looking ahead, do you give Ross Tripling a qualifying offer, knowing that it's one year, probably around $18, $19 million for a guy who's really broken up this season uh, to keep him around for another year? Because to me, if you give him a QO, He's that kind of guy who would suffer, kind of like Colby Rasmus did a couple of years ago when he got it in 2015 yep. from the Astros. You have to take it. You have to take it because it's going to hinder you. Nobody's going to want to give you a contract to give up a draft pick, in my mind at least. So knowing that and knowing that they probably do want to keep Ross Stripling around because he's been so damn good, do you give him a qualifying offer? I think right now, uh, with the fact that you, the Blue Jays do have that minor league depth being so far down the pipe, they have to sign somebody this offseason if they want to continue to do well. We know we're not going to get Ryu back anytime soon. You can't hope and pray that he's going to you know, be magic coming right off that, too. So you're relying on the same guys that we more or less have right now. I don't think they're going to be bringing any of the minor leaguers up that might get a nice extended look 
in spring training. So who do you plug into that? I would much rather throw a brick of money at um, Ross Stripling for one more season and hope that you get the Marco Estrada second year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you just run through like what he did in 2016. Right. So I think that's where my, I would be hedging my bet right now. And honestly, right now, as far as your other part of that conversation of who starts the third game, unless Brios literally rips through September, like just full on is dominant, like Nolan Ryan, like level dominant <laughs> or something like that, which not probably going to happen. I'm putting Striplin in that third game, and I wouldn't yeah. even think about it mm-hmm. at all. But yes, sell or buy, 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 buy. Adam, where are you at? You have no choice, and quite honestly, with the exception of the two starting pitchers that we have been relying on to, for, if not the entire year, the better yeah. part of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and Manoa and Gosman. Um, I'm not sure that I trust this front office's evaluation of pitching talent because, I mean, you couldn't have predicted Barrio, so I'll give them that. Ryu, from the, from the jump, like, I understand the optics of it were big because he was the biggest free agent on the market, in ter- if not just the pitching market. Um, I understand why the Blue Jays wanted to make that splash. Yeah, and and it was in a limited season, too. Um, I just don't know that I want to go out there and get hamstrung to a long-term deal with the pitcher, and I don't even know the free agent market really at the moment. Um, Unless you're trading for a guy like Otani, if that's going to be back on the table and you go all in, you can solidify your starting pitching there. I would still give Stripling the QO just to have the insurance for the same reason why you had him as an insurance policy this year. Yeah. And I mean, like if, if at the very least he'd make an excellent fifth starter. Yeah. No, without a doubt. And are you starting in game three? I think I know where you're at. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'm not letting Barrios touch that. No. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and, let, and he hasn't earned it. And to that point, Stripling's been yeah. insane, especially since he came off at DL. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. He's been just as good as anybody else, mm-hmm. and probably even better than Manoa. Lately, better, which is saying yeah. something. Yeah, for sure. Because he hasn't been rough. He's been rough, but he's still doing Manoa things. Yeah, yes. no, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and just to go back to something I said earlier on the Orioles and the Rays, they don't play each other anymore. I just I'm looking at it right now. Okay, uh, they are they are done with each other as the season goes along. So you're probably a little bit more comfortable um, as a Rays fan right now, knowing that you just take care of business and Baltimore can't catch you. Um, mm. So. Just jumping back at that quickly. But, yeah, I I think it's hard to ignore that it's becoming a real possibility and probably something that you have to do uh, is give yeah. the Ross Stripling a qualifying offer. Because if you don't, obviously Ryu isn't coming back for the start of next season. Uh, if he does, that's a miracle. And even then, I wouldn't trust him. Yes, my Ryu rehab has worked. Uh, <laughs> um, and He's not coming back, dude. No, no, I don't think he is either. Uh, and we know the whole Yusei Kikuchi story. Um, so you're down to, in your rotation at that point, you're really down to Manoa, Gosman, Barrios, and Mitch White. And I would prefer to not have Mitch White be my fourth starter, considering that since he's been a Blue Jay, I know he's on a pitch count and he's not really stretched out to begin with, but no more than four or five innings max. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that changes with an off season and a full spring training, but yeah. even then, he hasn't looked overly brilliant, especially last Friday uh, against the Angels. So 
I think, yeah, you give it, you give the stripling knowing that there's probably a very good chance he has to take it because he's not going to get the contract offers that he would if it wasn't attached to him. So you have him back and it just pushes everybody back down the depth chart. If it blows up in their face, it's one year money's gone at the end of the year and it could work out Craig, like you said, with Marco Estrada um, and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, our performance alone this season, he's my game three starter. I just am not confident that they would make that decision over a guy. They uh, gave a seven year deal to. So that's going to be fascinating to see Yeah, when mm-hmm. looking if, at the free agent guys though, if you want to, just yeah, yeah, go for yeah, it. Sure. Yeah, it's nice some it. rather old people would be the nice way of saying it. Verlander, Jake DeGrom would be your alleged highlight. And that's assuming that, you know, the um, Mets actually are dumb enough to let him go. Yes, <laughs> so there's some things there. And Can we pause right there? Hold on. Pause right there. Go. I don't know that I'd want to give him a long-term deal. Like, it's, I, I feel like the you. cracks are just starting to show. Because I remember, if you remember, yeah, I remember yeah. in the beginning of the year, didn't he start a little later? Wasn't he hurt? Yep. Yeah. I, I, and then, was he out all of last year? Or no, was, was the previous year? Though. Yeah. Okay, he's so quite a bit late in the last couple of years, yes. He's Syndergaard, in my opinion, all over again, who is also a free agent. <laughs> I'd rather give him like a one or two year, like a so one and, a, and an option. I, honestly, I would rather than yeah. throw a brick of money at DeGrom, personally. So the alleged highest market value guys would be Verlander, DeGrom. Adam Wainwright is technically a free agent at the age of 41, who is mm-hmm. putting together another great season, but do you trust it? No. Um, that's because he has Yandi again. <laughs> so Clayton Kershaw, noticing a trend here at old. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rodon is one of the youngest guys on this list. Then you get into Chris Bassett, Shamanea, Nathan Abaldi. Cindergard, Andrew Heaney, so it's starting to drop off, you know. So yeah, yeah. Jameson Tyon and then Zach Greinke are your rounding out your high value guys, and then you get into literally guys like David Price, Charlie Morton, people that barely have teams. Trade, trade. <laughs> yeah. QL stripling uh, after hearing that list of names uh, and, <laughs> and, and trade. Yes, and, and trade. See, I'm glad yeah. I put that out there because now there's your nail in the coffin right? yeah give me get me raw yeah. stripping need more chicken strip in that grill yeah, <laughs> yeah no, without a doubt without a doubt yeah I, I just wanted to float that by you guys because that's been a topic of discussion lately especially considering what he took a perfect game into the seventh inning a couple weeks ago against the orioles and then pitched another back. gem against the uh, red Sox last week tuesday um not as hot against the angels but that was the first time in feels like forever that Ross Stripling had a start that was underwhelming, so you can forget about that. Um, his next one will be against Pittsburgh uh, on Saturday uh, afternoon, or I guess uh, early evening, 6.30, p- first pitch. So, yeah, um, that will be interesting to see as we move forward. Um, the other pitcher I want to talk about a little bit, because he was also part of this discussion in a way, is Jose Barrios. And... I didn't realize how good his July actually was when you go look through and look at his game log. It was actually the Jose Barrios that looked like the Blue Jays signed. Uh, 36 innings pitch, mm-hmm. 42 strikeouts. Still not as high of a strikeout rate as you would normally expect with him, oh. but a even three ERA. And then as soon as we flip the page to August, he had that dud against the Twins where he gave up five runs in three and two-thirds. Then he gives up eight in four innings against the Cleveland Guardians. But then the last few starts, uh, the Thursday that led off that Yankee series where they almost swept them six and two thirds, two earned runs and nine strikeouts. Uh, and then last Wednesday against the Red Sox, six, five hits, two earned runs, six strikeouts. And then finally yesterday, which was definitely rougher, 
uh, five and two thirds, 10 hits, four earned runs, four strikeouts. It's interesting. Um, Wilner called out when Jose Barrios doesn't have a strikeout in the first inning. His ERA is, I think, in the tens. Whereas if he has a strikeout in the first inning, he usually goes on and has one of his dominant games. So how much is that first game for the opening day, though? Is that stat? I know. I know. <laughs> Probably quite a bit. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, that's Patrick's um, for you. Yeah. Craig, I know that he had those duds at the beginning of uh, August and he came off a very good July, but he continues to be Jekyll and Hyde where he could dominate and have 13 strikeouts like he's done twice this season. Or he can absolutely go out and have some duds. But he made a couple mechanical adjustments in his uh, delivery a couple weeks ago. I think Chris Black, who's a producer for Sportsnet, broke that down. And Joe Siddle uh, commented on it. And they talked about it on Blue Jay Central. And since the adjustments, it looks like it's helping a little bit. Maybe not so much last night. But how many more starts are you giving Jose Barrios for the rest of the season until you're comfortable with him? Or finally say maybe he's finally finally figured it out we can trust him a little bit more than we have to me right now he's become uh he needs to be basically greg maddox over the next month yeah. for me to trust him in the playoffs because the other problem is his, his stuff will carry in the bullpen or okay we somebody does come out let's say let's say you do start that third game and strip lays up a chicken egg you know <laughs> you got barrios to come out and throw four strong innings hopefully and just mash through that and keep them in a ball game. That is not a bad problem to have having four legit guys that should, like I said, should <laughs> do pretty well in that situation. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I um I just don't think I they can trust him in that going into that playoffs, but obviously he's going to get a start every fifth day right now just because they have nobody else, and I think that's the only way to get him right. He's yeah. one of those guys that has to be out there doing it. He says he has good bullpens and stuff like that all the time, so his he needs to figure out whatever is mentally driving his game off. I really am still shocked if it's something mechanical that all these people have not found over the season. Mm. So unless he's actually out on the mound doing it and working through it, I honestly thought that that start he had against the Red Sox was rather telling of what the rest of his season was going to look like. He's going to be doing well, but it's not going to be anything crazy, not, but he's going to keep you in a, keep you in a damn ball game. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he's going to, I honestly think that Jose Barrios' best case scenario for his career right now is to really hit it hard this off season and prove everybody wrong. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Adam, I think he can that? too. <laughs> um, you, to answer your question directly, like how many are we going to, 
how many starts are we going to, is it going to take until we feel comfortable? I mean, we don't have a choice. We don't have the luxury of, of waiting it out and for comfort. We have to just plug them out there much to what Craig said. Um, I'm not, I don't know that for the remainder of the season, I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to white knuckle my chair every yeah. single uh, start that he has going, especially with how tight the playoff race is, as we've been talking about, rather the wild card race. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think it's more in between the years with Brios because it just, I, I don't yeah. think ability is this much of a, you don't see this sharp of a decline. That quickly. Um, yeah, and I, and I brought this up for the past, like, few episodes you know how much confidence are we going to continue to lend to walker like we we talk about how he fixes everyone all right well this is a guy that ought not to need fixing and yeah, apparently yeah. he does so or like did you, or did I he break it <laughs> yeah i don't know that it's mechanical i think honestly it, it might be something mental because the the fundamentals and the the fluidity of the motion and the windup it looks fine the, I haven't noticed anything weird about, you know, him tipping pitches and, you know, his release point. I haven't seen anything to indicate that it would be something to that nature. I think it's more of a something in between the years. I don't know if it's the pressure of the contract. I don't know if it's the pressure of the expectations from the team. If anything, I, I'd hope that would motivate him. Um, yeah, but and he's been always it, one of those bulldog kind of guys. He's been in playoff yeah. races with the twins before, so I don't think that part of the pressure part is anything different than what he's used to. He was in one last so, year for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not like it was something out of the blue. So I, I don't, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's gotta be something mental, whether uh, maybe he's hurt and we don't know it. Maybe he's battling something. Yeah. We don't know it. Um, but you know, that's I, true. That's even more reasons to do the third game thing. Like we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, you got you have no choice but to plug them out there, but I I don't know I I I would hope that he was just rich, like it, <laughs> keep trucking out those red jerseys. I guess if that's what's yeah, gonna do it, it then fine, do that. Yeah, do whatever's gonna help. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah, no, that covers the pitching side of things, really. I mean, they're going to have to trust him. For me, if he puts together kind of like the last three starts, and I am going to include last night because four runs over what he went five and two-thirds, I think it was, keeps you in a game. It's just shy of a quality start uh, and whatnot, even though those stats are kind of useless. But still, um, he kept them in the game for the most part, uh, and they did end up coming back to win. Um, so I would give him another three, four starts before I can finally maybe breathe a little bit more and not expect a dud upcoming. Uh, but it's still hard to trust that at the end of the day. Um, cause we've seen it far too often this season where it's, we've been proven wrong and he hasn't actually rounded the track. So, yeah. well, how many does he have left? So he's got what, it's every fifth day. So one, two, three, four, he's pitching the last game against the pirates. One, yep. two, three, four, first game against the Rangers. So that's two, one, two, three, four. Game against the Rays, one, two, three, four. Game against the Orioles, one, two, three, four. Game against the Rays again, one, two, three, four. Game against the Red Sox, one, two, three, four. Last game of the season, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that might not be a bad deal, though, because it hopefully clinched by then. Well, that's, that's yeah, or it could be like last year. Shut up, don't jinx it. 
I know. Oh, I already said no. that once. Now we're all agreeing with me. <laughs> that's, what, I, that, that's what Shulman and uh, Buck Martinez were saying over the weekend, and even last night. It's like, oh. yeah, that that last series, you have to have the Orioles put away. They cannot have any glimmer of hope going into there, unless they've already surpassed another team, uh, and they're just trying to stay ahead of like the Mariners or somebody like that. Um, then fine, but. Yeah, that would make me more comfortable. Us. If they were yeah, just not same. behind us, nipping at the heels, yeah. just let them go by. <laughs> exactly. Because, look, I, I don't think a second AL Central team gets in. It's going to be one of the division winners and not. So it really, in my mind, unless the White Sox get really hot and the Red Sox are done for sure, uh, but um, unless the White Sox get really hot, there's nobody else. It's just Baltimore, really, at this yeah. point um, that we got to worry about, and hopefully they fucking finally slow down. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Anyways, um, I digress. Yes, let's go to the offensive side of things. Um, and again, just me getting caught up from the last little while. Looking at the second half of the season and how much the batting order has kind of changed since John Schneider has taken over as manager. Um, Bobachette has been okay uh, the last little while. Not great. He still hasn't had one of those patented Bobachette hot streaks that we saw last year. I mean, the... oh, did we just lose Brendan? <laughs> yeah, Brennan just froze out a little bit. Oh, All did right. I? There yeah, you go. You're good. Okay, Re- repeat, All sir. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, Bobachette finally got dropped from batting second uh, and whatnot, and even then, still batting in the cleanup spot from time to time, even though he only has three home runs and 16 RBI since the All-Star break. <laughs> uh, Alejandro Kirk has less than a 100 weighted runs created plus at 94, so he has had not had the exact same kind of season. Uh, that he did in the first half that made him an all-star. So moving forward, knowing that your horses in the second half, obviously Springer's been incredible since coming off the injured reserve. Um, Vlad has just, you know, like, quietly been consistent this entire year and been really, really good. Um, Tioscar has had his moments, but Matt Chapman has by far yeah. and away been their best offensive player all around since the all-star break. Nine home runs, 19 RBI. Hitting 261 a 367 OBP uh, and a weighted runs created plus of 160, which is second to Springer, who's at 170. <clears throat> so, considering Chapman has been batting seventh and no higher really than six, and knowing how much uh, Alejandro Kirk and Bobachet really have not done a whole lot since the All Star break, uh, Adam, are you messing with what's made Matt Chapman successful hitting lower in the order, or are you moving him higher? to drive in some of these runs when Vlad and Springer are consistently getting on base. Nope. Even them be <laughs> not messing with it at all. We waited this long to get this sort of production from Chapman. I'm not touching it. Um, if anything, I might move Bichette. I, I'm, if it were up to me, he wouldn't be at the four spot. Wasn't there a game last week that he was all the way down to the seven or the eight spot? Yeah. He was yeah, low. Yeah, Maybe that looked pretty fine by me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where he needs to be. Agreed. Um, Take the stress I, off him. Yeah, if anything, I would have Teoscar switch with them. So right now, Teoscar's hitting sixth, Bo's hitting fourth. I would flip them. Um, and even Chapman were batting anywhere but fourth, personally. Yeah, yeah. I leave, he hits leave, the best uh, there. Bichette where they, he is, and that you want that power. You, you're already sort of advertising it one and two. Guriel hasn't really hit for power this year, but he's been, yeah, been at least lot. making contact. Um but Which he's also fine. getting a lot of doubles and stuff. So the fact that he yeah, can yeah, drive yeah. in those guys is the reason he's in the third spot. Yeah. As far as our best contact guy outside of Vlad, he has been that guy. Yeah, and yeah. At least yeah. Definitely elite. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I am fine with uh, Gurriel at the three and just having uh, Teoscar at the four and then Chapman at the five. That's a dangerous one through five. Um, I would leave that be, leave it exactly the way it is, and I'm cool with it. Um, and I, I know this wasn't necessarily your point, Brendan, but it makes me wonder at, at what point are we going to start questioning whether or not Bo Bichette is worthy of a massive extension as, that like is these players are. Uh, yeah. Um, and by the way, the Cubs just hit a home run. Um, yeah. And the only guy that can hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, like um, beast. Yeah. It was a beautiful swing too. But, uh, yeah, I, I just this year has been a little bit more revealing to me uh, when it comes to Bichette than uh, previous years. And not that I think that he's not worth an extension at all. He certainly is. But if it comes at the cost of, yeah, your number one priority, if you're the Blue Jays in terms of extensions, your number one priority is Vlad and whatever he wants. A hundred percent. Craig, yeah, whatever he wants, Keyork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Craig, where are you at with the uh, lineup construction currently? Are you more in favor of moving Chapman up the order, considering how much he's driven and runs in the seventh spot? Personally, I love the fact that he's in the fifth spot tonight. I think yep. that it this lineup constructed properly probably has Matt Chapman at fifth spot. Just that threat of extra pop after your mm-hmm. cleanup hitter is something enticing. And I, as much as I love Boba Shett, I just he to me he's either in your top two or you just shove him anywhere below your sixth guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, and it's because of the on base thing. That's literally it. it's yeah, not. I'm saying he can't make that ball. It, you know he can't hit for power. No, he does all those things. The problem is he strikes out too much for me to just shove him into the fourth spot. Where Teoscar Hernandez, don't get me wrong, strikes out a lot too, <laughs> but. He drives and runs at a ridiculous cliff. Teoscar Hernandez, to me, is the modern-day Joe Carter. He just does his job quietly, hits home runs. He's going to give you somewhere in the ballpark 30 every season, and he's going to be close to 100 RBIs. He's done that Mm. consistently as a Blue Jay. And that says freaking cleanup hitter all day long. And if you're going to put somebody like Lourdes in front of him, along with, obviously, uh, Vlad and Springer at this point, those are guys that are going to get on base. You need somebody that is a seasoned RBI guy in that fourth spot to me. So you put him there, and then Chapman is there just to mop up any little remnants on that plate that you need to, you know, just yep. clean up. So for sure. And then to that point, then you just restart the lineup, kind of like in that sixth spot. Bouchette's your reset. Has somebody good to go with? If there is anybody, happen to be left in line there on the bases. And then you have Espinal, Jansen, or Kirk, and so on down the lineup, and just make it easy. I yeah. really think that's a nice little piece right there in the middle of the lineup. Yeah, no, I agree. I absolutely agree. It's, uh, I think, what you said, Craig, there, having him fifth, um, considering how well he's hit in the second half of the season, and really, honestly, since the calendar flip from May, uh, you can even go back to the beginning of June. Matt Chapman's been pretty damn incredible uh, offensively and continues to be a stud defensively as well. Eyes. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. Right now when mm-hmm. this team needs to score runs to keep this pitching in the ball game, I don't care how the runs come in. I need somebody to be stacking those RBIs up. And if you put Tay Oscar, him and company right in line right after those other guys, you're going to get more runs in. Yeah, absolutely. I would probably right now when they're healthy uh, and it's a normal regular lineup in there, 
Springer obviously lead off Vlad two as he's been really since Schneider's taken over. And then I would probably go Lourdes in three, Teoscar four, Chapman five, uh, maybe both six. I'd move Alejandro Kirk down to Chaps, Chapman's spot to get his bat heated up a little bit again. Uh, and then you round it out however you see fit uh, with the rest of the guys who are in there, whether it's Biggio or Espinal or uh, Toppy or Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, or Whit Merrifield. Uh, who's also yep. been a disappointment since being traded for, but regardless. Um, yeah, We saw that uh, coming, though. We did kind <laughs> yeah. of see that coming. Unfortunately, he's on the wrong side of his career, not the uh, quiet superstar that he was with the Royals a couple of years ago. Right. right. Right guy, though, for the bench spot. I agree. I do agree. I, do, I don't mind him in the role he's been playing since guys have come back from the uh, injured list. No doubt about that. Did you guys um, know that Bo Bichette sneakily has 32 doubles? Yeah, uh, I would say that is a good way to put it. Sneakily has 32 doubles because it doesn't feel that way. That is it's probably sure. about half his hits, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, two quick hit topics before we uh, get into picks to click and record predictions for the next little while. Uh, the Blue Jays claim Bradley Zimmer uh, back off of waivers. <laughs> they cannot get rid of that guy. Uh, he will be back. Um, it was actually kind of a nice way to bring him on the roster as the extra guy because you have up to 72 hours for a player to report. And when they claim them, the 72 hours is when the rosters expand on September the 1st. Um, Craig, any issues with bringing Bradley Zimmer back as that bonus bench spot when uh, the rosters expand a little bit? Seeing I know that the other spot is going to be a pitcher that they bring up, they're just going to want that extra arm, I think, out there to keep everybody healthy for this last part of the September. My gripe is that I jealously wanted to see if um, Mourinho's bat would help carry this team. <laughs> so after the playoff run, it will. Yeah. But to that point, I was, yeah, I guess that when rosters expanded. I wanted to see him just come up and he's been destroying the ball for the Buffalo Bisons. And I would rather ride a hot streak <laughs> than the bat of uh, Bradley Zimmer. Yeah, especially when I already, especially when I already have the equivalent batting wise of Jackie Bradley jr. In that lineup. <laughs> yeah. And that goes back to the debate we had when the, they picked up JBJ. It's like, why yes. get rid of Zimmer in his spot when they bat the same and he's faster. But anyways, so to that point, that would be my argument. I like the move to get somebody like Bradley Zimmer, but not when you have a bat like Gabriel Moreno looking for a way to possibly help this team and even a DH spot. I really don't care. He's hitting hard right now. Bring him up. Give him a shot. <laughs> yeah, and actually continue with this one because that's going to be my second question. Who is that pitcher that you're calling up on September the 1st? Insert name here. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably going to be somebody like Casey Lawrence would be my guess just because it's somebody that can eat up innings when they do have those crummy starts. So yeah, it's not like they're going to bring up the prospects. I really doubt they'd lose something like that, even though the Tiedman thing has been quite interesting with what he's been doing in double a, but they're not going to waste putting them on the 40 man roster when they could use him next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Adam, same two questions to you. Your thoughts on Bradley Zimmer being back, and who is the pitcher you're calling up uh, on September 1st? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I don't Rough really spot. care about... Yeah, I don't really care about Zimmer. It's fine. <laughs> I, I just think it's a familiarity <laughs> thing, and just to have that depth piece. Um, it's unexciting, but I do think that's going to come... I don't think Marino is going to be part of the roster expansion. I don't think he um, is either. I was just uh, saying I'd like to see it. Yeah, it, it's it's hard if you're carrying three catchers into um, into the playoffs, or rather, 
I mean, I don't even think he'd make the playoff roster, but into the tail. I don't end think he would either. September. Help now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that because I think his bat could, but <clears throat> I just think they'd rather go with the um, familiarity factor and the, the, um, the consistency. And Bradley Zimmer, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at that, <laughs> offers that consistency sort of, um, just in terms of uh, roster construction. Uh, Lawrence isn't a bad idea. Um, it's probably the best of what you got coming up. Um, so I just, I don't know that I'm not seeing anything that's really wowing me. So yeah, fine. Lawrence. What fine. about, what about Julian Merriweather? I don't know that I trust it. Um, but he could throw some gas and you'd see what you get for a playoff <laughs> run. Uh, <laughs> that's, that violent that's what I was cycle thinking we always head. do as Jays fans. Watch, he'll come back, have an incredible couple outings, and then he'll get hurt again. Yeah. 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 Or not. just be this way and bring up Yoshi Sugo, and <laughs> he's been mashing since they signed him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun shit. Yeah, it's yeah. not too exciting. Else I was thinking. <laughs> thinking about who will be called up right now. I mean, I think it might be Julian Merriweather, but then it's a question of who gets DFA'd off the roster. Um, right. I mean, oh, that's right. It's probably Zach Collins uh, going through it. I mean, that makes the most sense, especially if there are plans to call up Moreno at some point when the Bison's playoff run is done, uh, or Vinny or Vinny Capra. Uh, those are the only two names looking at the forty men right now. That you could probably DFA to get uh, um, Merriweather in- installed back on the 40 men from the 60 uh, game injured list. And it's not happening for Nate Pearson. So if that name is no. <laughs> out there for anybody, <laughs> who? it's not going to happen. So <laughs> um, and just to quickly touch on it, I like the fact that Zimmer gives them the speed element again because they do- still don't have that with JBJ, even though he's Correct. fast decently fast he's not the fastest player so uh i do like it for a potential playoff run should they get in there because i think zimmer speed alone could get him a roster spot on uh the mm. roster so yeah i see lawrence's era is still 2.81 in the minor leagues through 100 innings he's uh it's amazing had a really good year for the pisons he really has so Outside of his name, I don't see a ton of guys here that you would do. It's not like you're bringing Joe Biagini back up, even though he's having a decent no. minor league season. No, no, thank you. No, thanks. It's a decent. I didn't say good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've done that. Exactly. Uh, any any other topics before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, yeah, Mariners are up, Rays are up, and as last time I looked, the Orioles were losing. Yes. Okay. As long as Baltimore keeps on losing, then we could be happy. <laughs> but yeah. we also gotta win the ball game. Yeah. I don't yes. think we, um, on random other Blue Jays talks, I don't think we've had the group together since they've actually discussed about the new renovations to the Rogers Center. You guys have seen it all at this point. It's pretty exciting, I thought, oh, when I saw I all of it. And I don't think we've had that whole, like I said, the whole gang together since we talked about that. Now we got the band back together. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, I think, Brennan, you could speak to this more than any of us because you're, well, Besides Chris, but you're in the vicinity. Yeah. um, I think it's cool. Um, They they obviously didn't have the real estate to put a new stadium elsewhere. Um, They obviously weren't going to put real grass into that stadium. So the best you can do is to make this a a better viewing experience for people. But you bet your ass those prices are going to go up in terms of ticket prices. So uh, there's fewer seats. Yeah. 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 Like 5,000 less seats too, right? 
Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because it was like 47 or something. I th- I think yeah. it's pretty cool. I the feature that gets me the most excited is the elevated bullpens and the fact you could sit right beside the reliever, kind of like a Fenway. So I'm down with that. And then with the success of the flight deck, since they renovated that from um, the old Windows restaurant, it's going to be cool seeing essentially two other flight decks in the 500 level outfield. So um, well, it's every yeah. level, right? There's one on in that it. Right, it's five hundred. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in right field, there's kind of another patio area, um, and the one spot that it looked like on one of the renderings, there's kind of like a little lounge area underneath, like in the right field corner, and underneath yeah. some of the seats. So some um, of the stuff that I yeah. saw, what they added, that where you're going with that, it sound, it seemed a lot like how you've been there, Brendan, how <clears> Milwaukee <throat> had those two pubs and whatnot in right and left field. Yes. Yes. It felt like that to me when I saw the pictures. Yeah. No, it, it's exciting. Um, it's probably about as best as you can do for not uh, building a brand new stadium. It just makes me excited for what they're going to do for the next phase, which I know they're going to be touching the uh, the infield, the 100-level infield, and really redoing that. So it'll be fascinating to see what they do yeah. with there, too. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I thought was really stupid interesting that they were talking about during the advertisement for that the other night. Real foul poles, not the one of this cloth crap that we've had they hanging in the rafters for a million yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they brought that up during the um, who hit the home run last night? They hit off the pole. Somebody did. And they were like, you just saw it go into the bag and <laughs> down the yeah. thing. And they're like, was it a? Did it? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so it took them like three hours to review it, and then we're like, oh yeah, finally home run. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. exactly. No more of that nonsense. You hear a nice gong. <laughs> gong. Yeah, no more, so, no more big loud noise. All right, yeah, cool. So, let's cool uh, let's go on to picks to click and record predictions. Um, one more against the Cubs tomorrow night. Um, Mitch White is pitching against TBD, um, so hopefully they can beat TBD. Uh, and then three against the Pirates, and we'll also predict the two the doubleheader against Baltimore uh, for the Pirates series: Manoa Friday, um, Ross Stripling Saturday, and Jose Barrios on Sunday. Which means Kevin Gosman will get one of the games in the doubleheader uh, and who knows for the second one. Um, so record prediction, Adam and Craig, where are we at with picks to click? Cause I know it's been a very inconsistent <laughs> gathering the last month. <laughs> we didn't do one. We almost week. crowned a winner <laughs> <laughs> from the season before. And we just start doing it for fun. It says score <laughs> with who was going in and out. <laughs> so then let's, uh, let's, let's reset it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll sure. reset it. Okay. To well, that like point, keep Brendan, the you, score. Keep the score. Yeah. You know. Well, let's just go from. Just sure you're uh, seeing yeah, this was the last time we had the whole team together. Was like basically like Brendan had said at the top of the show was about a month ago. If you you guys curious who you picked like three weeks ago? Yeah, just just sure. that's, just <laughs> sure. Yeah. I had Alejandro Kirk. That's been working really well. <laughs> um, Chris had Oscar. Adam, you were really ballsy right out of the gate from the trade deadline. Whit Merrifield. <laughs> <laughs> and Brennan, you might actually win this technically as far as things go because out of those guys that we just laid out, Jose Barrios has actually had a few starts that weren't too bad. <laughs> so it is what it is, but clearly we got that really right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a wash. Uh, and we'll it's just pick up where the scoreboard is. Uh, Adam, you go first. One against the Cubs, three against the Pirates in Pittsburgh, and then that doubleheader against the Orioles on Labor Day. Uh, you're giving me first choice, so I'm about to yes. ruin Before it for you. I'll go, I'll go Chapman. That's all right. Mr. Corsair. Yeah. 
Although he did just look a little pissed when he struck out a minute ago. Because <laughs> I hadn't picked him yet. Yeah. And right. what, what is Pat. your record for those games? Um, so we're going up until what next Tuesday? So the after the doubleheader. Yeah. Um, the six games. Yeah. I think you're right. So we got what, six. Um, there is one off day and a doubleheader, so you get. <laughs> right. I think they're going to lose one of these against the Cubs. And I think they'll lose one to the Pirates and one to the Orioles. So three and three. Yep. Craig, you up next. Your picks to click and your record. Picks to click. I'm just going to be this guy. As I actually knows and flipping through these sheets. I haven't picked them all year. So I'm going to hope that I'm the one that finally frees the beast here. I'm going to call them shut. <laughs> yeah, good. just because Hopefully more or less this hair is going to go away when I get my new, you know, my new yeah. gig here in a little bit. So I got to look like a professional person. Yeah, so before go. I before I pr- uh, shave all my bow flow off, I got to root for both. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. And I'm going to say four and two. I think the okay. and the, I think the losses are going to be the Orioles. No, oh, it's only one game against the Orioles before the next show, right? So no, two doubleheader. No, it's two. I wouldn't be shocked if we lose both those. <laughs> oh, okay. So that. So that has me taking it to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. All right. I do like that. Um, Yeah. In the games I should is what I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go Springer just because he's been like a cheat code since coming off the injured list. Um, And I want to go four and two, but just the way the series are breaking down, I can't ignore what you said, Adam. I mean, I again, I hope they're only down one, nothing. I hope the offense can scrape two runs and maybe they win two, one. Uh, but I have a feeling maybe they lose tomorrow night with Mitch White on the mound. Um, take two out of three against Pittsburgh, um, and then one of the two against the Orioles in the doubleheader. So I'm going three and three as well. Three and three. Okay, well, there you go. And uh, who do we want to write in for Mr. Uh, Key? Give him Teoscar. Uh, yeah, that's fair. over his old friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And okay. let's just let's just put him at four and two as well, because sometimes he's ballsy, sometimes he's not. <laughs> My guess is he would have said two and four lately, but <laughs> actually, I was kind of thinking that too. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's only well, a tiebreaker. I'm just gonna be that guy to put two and four down. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. Well, it doesn't mean he actually legit thinks that. I'm just saying it's the yes, tiebreaker for exactly. our cheats. Good to clarify that. <laughs> Um, Adam, Craig, it's been a pleasure being back with you guys. Um, obviously, uh, most Tuesdays, I know we had talked in the group chat, uh, about potentially moving things around, uh, for September with the playoff race and using off days. More on that later, Craig, you can announce it on the Twitter feed, depending on what we decide, uh, as a collective here. Um, check us out on all your podcasts, Spotify. Um, that's the only one that can come to the top of my head, Apple podcasts, <laughs> wherever else, uh, you listen to your you need more practice. On. Yeah, exactly. I haven't done it for a while, so I've forgotten how I normally end this thing. But uh, I do know how we usually end is uh, thanking Stadium Scene as well for all the support uh, in Jay's journal. And Adam, Craig, let's end this how we normally do with two claps and a Ric Flair. Ready? Woo! 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 Let's go, Blue Jays. Jays. Get back this thing. Yes. (laughs) 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.